turn me loose. Turn me loose. I got to do it. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't realize that we were on. I was, uh, I was doing my uh, vocal warm-ups. Turn me loose. Sing a little lover boy. Uh, I found that of all the music ever recorded in the uh, history of recorded music, uh, lover boy is the best vocal warm-up for, um, for doing Facebook Live shows that are also recorded on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel or on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Good afternoon. It is 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. The show is called Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick, hence the with Tony Visick part. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time uh, and offer you a uh, alternative, a diversion from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and silliness, uh, dangers and foibles and pitfalls uh, that exist all around us today. Okay? Hello, Diane Howell. Um, and uh, uh, what I believe is every once in a while you got to take a little break in order to really move forward. So that's what we do. That's what I do at this time every day. Uh, I have been mired, mired, knee deep in, neck deep in, watering my nose in uh, clerical and accounting stuff as I redo my uh, entire business to uh, have a uh, online component, which is the majority of it right now, and to be able to transition to also having a live component when uh, that time comes. It's just kind of a weird thing that's going on right now. Um, I saw uh, a report where uh, Arizona is about to reach critical mass as far as beds, emergency beds, yet we keep opening up. I want to open up. You know, I'm tired of this. I don't want to stay in my house forever, you know, but um, uh, cases keep going up and we keep opening up and it's kind of like we're going, all right, well, the people who die, die. Eh, you died. Eh. Ah, he died. Okay, he died. All right, that's too bad you died. Um... You know, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason or uh, national cohesive strategy. And there's not. There's not. And I, you know what? I'm starting to think people don't want a national cohesive strategy anymore. Um, you know, for years, conservatives screamed about state and local, state and local, state and local, state and local. Well, now you got state and local. You got mayors shutting down entire cities, cities whose economies are uh, larger than uh, uh uh, a lot of nations. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but you got that mayors doing it, governors doing it. You know, uh, you've got calls now for strictly community policing, where the community polices itself. You know, so each individual neighborhood or town or I don't know fire district <laughs> will have its own police force and could probably have their own uniforms. You know, and if you want to uh, really kind of defund them, make them uh, um, just wear uh, uh, whatever they got laying around a house. Uh, anyway, just a lot of, uh, uh, odd things going on. Uh, and I try to stay out of it. Uh, my, my wife, who happens to be my producer, Shirley Lovizic, says it's the way the planets are aligned. I also hear that there's pulsing radio signals from distant galaxies reaching us on a regular basis. Who knows? I don't know. All I knew is that I want to practice being as honest as possible, as kind as possible, as decent as possible. And see where that leads me, since I don't know what tomorrow brings. Um, I've kind of stopped putting long screeds, political screeds, on uh, social media. and Because uh, uh, I realized that I speak in joke. 
that that's uh, if I was a songwriter, I'd be writing songs about this. So I make jokes about it, and that's the best I can do. Um, it's cracked me up. It cracks me up the number of guys who I've known for years who uh, decided that uh, Facebook would be a place where they would become great political commentators because their uh, their uh, fifteen weeks working in the funny bone circuit in the Midwest had kind of dried up a few years back, and uh, they were better comics. They were better comics. I'll tell you that. They were better comics. So anyway, uh, uh, you know, uh, I remember all, here's all I know is one time my old man, my father, my dearly departed father, Jerry Visick, I was about 21 and we were having some sort of philosophical argument. He loved to argue with me. You know, he would just start arguments with me. Go, oh, hell, Tone, who the hell I got to talk to? And I go, well, well, nobody with your attitude. Um, but I was talking with him about someone one day and he looks at me and goes, you know what? No, Tone, no. He goes, you know right from wrong. Because you might choose wrong, because wrong's fun. But you know right from wrong, and I know. And I said, you know, he goes, because I put it in your head when you were a little kid. He said, I knew you were going to grow up like me, nuts and wild. So I put what's right and wrong in your head, and eventually it's going to take. And maybe it has, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, um, today's show is uh, brought to you by uh, uh, Buckwheat Pancakes, ladies and gentlemen. Buckwheat Pancakes. Always good, always tasty. Buy them by the stack, buy them by the quart. They're available at uh, nowebsiteatall.com. <laughs> I'm looking for an off-ramp here. I'm looking for a transition. Uh, transition to tell you some fun things. Tonight at 6 p.m., 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for free. What? Free? Yes, free. What? For free? Yes, free. Free. I'm, I was acting like I was talking to someone else, but I'm, I'm not. There's, there's nobody over there. Uh, unless the voices in my head jump over there. Tonight for free at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, it's a free intro to my stand-up comedy workshops. The next one starts the first week of July, so we're going to do a series of free intros every Tuesday to uh, let people know about them. If you would like to hop on that Zoom uh, meeting tonight at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, all you got to do is go to comedyschools.com, go to comedyschools.com, and uh, the information, uh, the meeting uh, ID and passcode is right there. And uh, I'll take about uh, 45 minutes to an hour of your time tonight and explain to you what we do. If you like what you hear and like what you see, right there on the same website, comedyschools.com, you can sign up. So uh, this is the first free intro I'm doing like this. Uh, I hope that I'm good at it. I, you know, uh, I'm so used. To, I've been doing them live for 20 years. Uh, also, this coming Sunday, of course, this coming Sunday, uh, we'll have another Tony Vizic Presents Sunday Funnier. This Sunday, it's the Tony Vizic All-Stars featuring Kev the All-Star, Jim Perry, special guest Paul Green, and more. Uh, tickets will be available this evening. Uh, only $10 if you're, with a, if, you're, if you're quarantined or curfewed or if you're curfew-teened or if you're oval-teened. I think that's where we are now is we're oval-teened. We've gone from quarantine to curfew to quarantine. The Quefantine, which was a disgusting thing, all right, to uh, Ovaltine, and so you're able to uh, you're able to function in kind of an oval uh, radius around your house. That's what we are now is Ovaltine. Um, yeah, uh, just uh, it's it's a no sneeze zone. It's a no sneeze zone. <laughs> no shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service, no sneezing, no coughing, no loud talking, no breathing hard, no singing. And come on in and get yourself some buckwheat pancakes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this Sunday night, uh, those tickets will be available this evening on ComedySchools.com and on Comedy Schools 
RadioNetwork.com for this Sunday show. Free tonight. Pay 10 bucks Sunday, and you're buying three things. Entertainment, you're paying the comics, uh, so you're helping keep people employed, so you're buying yourself some goodwill there, and X amount of money goes to the Maricopa Food Pantry out here in Maricopa, Arizona. So uh, you'll be doing some nice things. All right, this show is built around three things, and one of those three things, you know what they are. They are uh, interaction with you, the audience, as I uh, as you leave questions and comments here on Facebook Live. Um uh, you can also do it on YouTube. You can also do it on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. And then it's based on me showing you some knickknacks, some doodad, some uh, little thing I've had laying around my house for a long time uh, that at one time meant something to me, meant something to me, and now has gathered dust. And now I am making everything old new again by reconnecting with those things and reconnecting with the memories. Because that's how we're going to keep our humanity alive. That's how we're going to keep our focus. That's how we're going to keep... Uh, our minds stimulate it until the NBA comes back. So once the NBA comes back, I don't know what the hell I'll do. You know, they're all going to play in one place down in Orlando, Florida at the Walt Disney ESPN Center. It'll be like a giant campus with a bunch of multimillionaires who are incredibly gifted athletes playing games like crazy. And uh, uh, man, I can't wait for it to happen. And I wish, uh, wish Major League Baseball to get their shit together so we could have a little baseball this year too. If it's safe. All right. So I got something to show you here today. And it's not old. It's new. Okay. But it was fun. And it was sent to me by someone. So what are we looking at here? Look closely. (laughs) That is a custom made bag of caramel popcorn. It's a custom made bag of caramel popcorn made for me by a comedy school's alumni named Andrew Freeman who has become a pretty successful businessman in his own right. And uh, uh, he sends stuff like this out as a way to keep clients. And this is caramel popcorn, especially made for Anthony Visick. So he um, actually took the time to, uh, let's see what it says here. I'll tell you what's, uh, this is, uh, this is, comes from Utah, manufactured by Lisa's Passion for Popcorn, 37 North Main Street, Kaysville, Utah, 84037. Has a phone number too. You can call her up and go, hey, I like your popcorn. Uh, anyway, it tells the ingredients on the back. So I don't know. Andrew orders these things and I don't know what it costs them, but it costs a little bit to customize anything. And the other day he was going, I'm updating my address book and you send me your address. And I go, yeah, you got my phone number. But, but I did it. And uh, as a gift, he sent this to me with a picture of me standing in front of a cigarette machine at a restaurant called Ocho's in Casa Grande, if you got to know. I was there having dinner with uh, uh, my family my, my, on my uh, wife's side one time, and I was walking around, and I saw an old cigarette machine, and I posed against it, and I think it's a pretty cool photo. And Andrew, of all the photos of me, picked it out and put it on popcorn, and I thought that was a nice gesture. By the way, I'm not asking all of you to send me popcorn. Please don't. Please don't. Don't you do it. Okay, because I, I think it'll be a while for him to do this, because I, I like it more as a, uh, as a memento than as a food stuff. But uh, I thought that was very cool. And that's what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about kindness, mindfulness, decency. Uh, that's one of uh, the things that uh, was done for me recently. Um, you know what I work very hard at and I'll need to know when I'm failing at it is keeping my thinking current. Not following the latest fad in thinking. There are things in thinking right now that I go, no, that's, that's horseshit. Um, but a lot of people my age... Um, Man, when I see on Facebook, 
Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a quote that I heard a long time ago, and I don't know where it's from, but it rang like a bell. And the quote was, when you speak, you're trying to show people who you want them to think you are, but when you write, you are showing them who you are. And some of my peers, people in their 60s and 70s, are not showing themselves in a good light. I had a guy today who says, you know, I think that my humor reflects the heyday of classic comedy in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, and you know what? And that's as relevant as saying the classic comedy, you know, you know, when we were kids in the 60s going, you kids should be watching Bob Hope because Bob Hope was a huge star. You know how big he was? You know his name now. You should be watching Eddie Cantor. Now, that was good comedy. We got to evolve, ladies, and we got to move forward. We got to progress. We got to progress towards decency and kindness and fairness. That's what we got to do. And I don't know if I'm decent, kindness, or fair. And I don't really know what I'm talking about today. Just, um, I've had a long day of doing clerical accounting stuff. All right, let me get to the music. All right, if no one, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, I just had a call. People, oh my God, has he got it? Um, I wake up every morning with a little bit of sniffles and a cough because uh, I have allergies and I'm going through so many different temperature things. It's real hot outside, and then I'm swimming, and then I got a pool. It's cold, and I come in the house. It's air conditioned, but it's not as air conditioned downstairs as upstairs. And uh, uh, and I have some sort of allergies ever since I moved to Arizona. I've had them for years. So I wake up every morning with a little cough and sniffles, and I'm going, "This better pass by nine. So far, so good. All right, let's get to the music. The first thing I want to show you is something you should definitely listen to. Now, this is a guy who uh, I think I detested at one time. I think I detested at one time. And then grew to tolerate, then like, then love. Because when I was a kid, this music and the, um, the um, ethos around this kind of music was antithetical. The ethos was antithetical. You know what? You won't get that in other Facebook live shows. You won't get it on Joe Rogan's goddamn podcast, I'll tell you that. Um, was antithetical to what we liked. I was listening to Steppenwolf and The Doors and Bee Gees and Led Zeppelin and The Who and The Grateful Dead, and we weren't listening to any country music. But this is one of the greatest country players of all time and a great guy, and he I can't get enough now. Buck Owens, ladies and gentlemen. Not only is it Buck Owens, but it's Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. And Buck Owens, who is known for helping create what is known as the Bakersfield sound, is, was one of the best pickers and players. You know how I first came across him was um, uh, the Beatles did one of his songs. The Beatles liked Buck Owens. I didn't realize that when I was a kid. You know, when you're like 11, you're going, oh, the Beatles are cool, but their country music sucks. Um, they did, uh, they're going to put me in the movies, which is a Buck Owens tune, and made him a fortune at it and uh, Tiger by the Tail and all these other songs. But I've listened to some early Buck Owens stuff from when he was a rockabilly guy, when he was a uh, a honky-tonker. And there's a song called Down on the Corner of Love that is angry and mean and strong and fun and hot as any rockabilly tune that you ever heard. And I went, wow, this guy. And over the years, as I really developed my love for uh, all different forms of music, including country I revisited Buck years ago and went, man, this guy is fantastic. Buck responsible for uh, Dwight Yoakam, who um, I think the world of musically, uh, for his first hit, Streets of Bakersfield. So Buck Owens is, is an interesting guy, and I think it's important that we talk about him today, is that he was what was at one time called an Okie, a family from Oklahoma 
who were totally decimated financially, psychologically by the Dust Bowl and had to leave and headed to California. But they could not get into California because they had no money. And at one point, California had the National Guard at its borders. And as all these poor people coming out of the Dust Bowl, out of Texas, West Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, everywhere, uh, they would stop at the border. They didn't have a certain amount of money. They wouldn't let them in. I think eventually there was a court ruling that wouldn't let that happen. But Buck's family was one of those. So they settled in Mesa, Arizona. And Buck talks about how incredibly poor they were. Incredibly poor and always hungry. And as a little boy, he'd vow, when I grow up, I ain't going to be poor. And he became a musician and he invested his money. And in Phoenix, he bought radio stations. He bought radio stations all over the country. He owned legendary KNIX here in uh, Phoenix. If you ever see its logo, it is a guitar sitting sideways with the stars and bars on it. The American flag, stars and bars. Uh, He uh, was on Hee Haw. My generation, those of us who thought we were like hippies or freaks or stuff, we hated Hee Haw because it replaced the Smothers Brothers. Okay, and it was just so such corny humor. Okay, but Roy Clark was great. Buck Owens was great. And for years now, I have listened to Buck and enjoyed so much. And if you haven't listened to Buck Owens, if you don't like country music, open your ears and open your heart. Just open up your vessel and say, I'm going to experience this and tell me that it's not great. Listen to Streets of Bakersfield with Dwight Yoakam to start and then move on from there, okay? So we're recommending Buck Owens today and the Buckaroos. This album was a reissue. So this was an old album uh, called Getting Used to Losing You, but it was reissued by Sears Roebuck, and it was reissued because it was an older album from the 60s, early 60s, but once Buck became a star on Hee Haw, they reissued his albums and made even more money off of it. So Buck Owens. Now the next one is a goof, and it's kind of a goof. And I don't remember, I think I bought this album going, oh my God, I can't believe this guy. All right? So here it is. Hold on. Here we go. And uh, <laughs> this album is called Disco Fantasy. And it's by Thomas Coke Escovito. Thomas Coke Escovito. So you want to talk about the excellent, and look at that picture. Look at the gals there. Look at the gals hanging around him. Let's look at the back picture. There he is, like in a limo with the two hot girls, you know. Uh, Thomas Coke Escovedo, Escovedo. and uh, uh, <laughs> I've listened to some of it, and it's not as, you want to talk about the excesses of the disco era, and the disco era was so terrible, wasn't it? Because it was music that made people want to dance, and it was a fashion of tight clothes, and there were a lot of party recreational drugs, and a lot, a lot of young people who had thrown off the shame of sexuality and were just enjoying uh, really healthy, wild, crazy sex lives. <coughs> That's horrible. But there were excesses. <laughs> and this guy was so involved in it. Originally, the album was $1.99, then a special value of 99 cents. Thomas Coke Escovito put out this album, and I'm thinking, it's got to be horrible. And then I went back and listened to it not too long ago. And it's not great, but it's not terrible. It's funk. It's more funk than disco. It's more, you know, coming from Parliament. Not Parliament in England, Parliament the band. Um, Tower of Power is on this album. So if you want to YouTube Thomas Coke Escovito and Disco Fantasy, 
It's not music you're going to go, man, let's listen to that all the time. But it really does open up a window to a time and a place before cocaine started making everybody psychotic, where people were still snorting it out of little spoons. And people were dancing and having fun before things got out of hand. Okay, and the music was just one driving beat to make people dance. The lyrics were mindless. It was repetitive. I talked to a friend of mine one time who was a drummer who had been a drummer during an era. He goes, man, he goes, we studied music, you know, my whole life since I was a child. I went to Juilliard. I know everything about the drums. And I was hired just to play. He goes, and they paid me a fortune. You know, but sometimes simple is uh, what sells. There's a story of a, a music producer working with a, a young country rock band in Nashville, and they were playing, and he goes over to microphone. You've seen in movies, at least, what a recording studio looks like, and the producer's behind a glass with all those buttons and everything. Uh, and he stops and goes, hold on, boys, hold on. And he walks in and goes, what are you boys doing? They go, well, we're, just, we're just trying to make it a little fancier. And this Nashville record producer looking goes, boys, Baskin and Robbins makes 51 flavors of ice cream. Vanilla outsells them all. <laughs> Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. So sometimes simple is the best. Sometimes complex is fun. I like it all. And that's why I bring it all to you here today. Some days I'm serious. Some days I'm silly. Sometimes I'm foggy. Sometimes I'm funny. But I'm coming to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time uh, until the, this uh, crisis passes. Uh, that is that is my pledge to you. Um, I'm also coming tonight at 6 p.m. with a free intro to my stand-up comedy workshops. It's just going to be me talking, telling you, about, laying out the program, see if you're interested in going further. And then this Sunday, Tony Vizic presents Tony Vizic All-Stars featuring Jim Perry, Paul Green, and Kevin Brown. Our Kevin Brown, Paul Green, and Jim Perry. Our Kevin Brown, Jim Perry, Paul Green. Anyway, it's going to be a great show. Buy a ticket. You'll be, tickets will be available this evening. That's it. I'm going to wrap up for the day. i got to prepare for tonight. Okay. Thanks for hanging in here for the last, uh, the last few minutes. I appreciate it so much. Tell your friends, tell your neighbor, tell your pal. There's something completely different on Facebook Live every day too, and that something different is me. Talk to you soon. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.